Do you ever feel a bit intimidated or overwhelmed when you find yourself thinking about legal when it comes to your lash business? You're working so hard to build your dreams and achieve your goals, and those shouldn't go down the drain simply because you didn't know how to protect what matters most to you. I'm your host, attorney and friend of the lash industry, Tamsin Horton, and together we'll learn how to protect what matters most when it comes to your lash business so you can confidently take your business to the next level and beyond with simple, easy to understand and action you can take today. You will never feel intimidated or overwhelmed by legal anymore. All right, today we are on part four of our four-part trademark and branding series. If you haven't yet gotten the free trademark guide, you can go to lashinglegally.com and as part of a bonus to the legal masterclass, that's where you can get all of the trademark flowcharts and the guide and the information that you can have right at your fingertips as you are working through your own branding of your lash business. And today we are, like I said, at part four of S4 branding. And this truly is how to brand like a lawyer. And the first part that we covered was silence. Second was searching. Third was securing. And today is all about sharing. Now, if you've not gotten caught up on the first three episodes, I would really encourage you press pause on this episode, go back and start with the first part because those are the foundational pieces to everything that I'm going to say in part four. And they will give the context, they will give the foundation, and they will make it very easy to understand why we don't go sharing our name with the world until we've properly done the first three steps. And when you have figured out and gone through the first three steps, now you can shout your name or your great idea from every single rooftop. You will have the confidence to share away. And the reason for that is you've crossed your T's, you've dotted your I's, you know that you have a consistent brand name, you own the domain, you own the social media accounts, you're not committing trademark infringement, you may or may not have pursued legal registration, and when those steps are in order, now we can talk about it. So today I want to give you the actionable steps that you can take as you are ready to share your name with the world. The first is you can add the little subscript or superscript, you can put it in either place, of the TM designation behind your name. Now, even if you've decided at this point that you don't need to pursue formal legal registration of your name because you listened to part three, which was all about securing, you can still use the TM symbol in conjunction with your name. You see, what this does is it tells the world that you are claiming an ownership in this name. Now, in terms of legal power in this name, you pretty much still have zero. 
But if you are using your name in the marketplace and if you had to fight it out with another business in the future, you want this digital breadcrumb trail to be showing that you're using the name consistently. You see, the TM puts the world on notice that you are either trying out this name where you're not quite yet ready to metaphorically tattoo it on your forehead exactly the way it is, or you have filed your trademark application in the appropriate jurisdiction or jurisdictions. Again, I'm going to send you back to episode three where we talked about search um, securing. And putting your TM behind your name fulfills the notice requirement. So If you have decided to move forward with your name, your formal legal registration, you're filing an application, you can also put the TM behind your name. All right, now, you have to stay consistent. When you're using a name, the quickest way to metaphorically shoot yourself in the foot is to be inconsistent because what that shows, if anyone wanted to throw it back in your face where they wanted to use the name, they would just go find the instances where you were one version of a name in one spot and you're a different version somewhere else and you're a different version over here. And that just casts doubt on how committed you are to the name. Because again, the purpose of the trademark is to identify and um, the source, identify and differentiate the source of goods and services for a consumer in the marketplace, all right? That's why it has to be consistent. When you see Nike, they are always Nike. When you see Starbucks, they are always Starbucks. When you see Apple, it is always Apple. So that consistency is key. Now you can add the TM behind your name. The other piece that you can do, and I highly recommend this, is set up Google Alerts for the names in your business. Now, this again is why we do this in order. S for branding is specifically done in order. Part two is searching. So all of those phrases and the keywords and the different spellings that you came up with that you checked on your name, now you can set up Google Alerts for those names because you want to know if someone's talking about your business, whether positive or negative. You also want to know if anyone else is using your name. So the name phonetic spellings, different um, different spellings of your name, both clever and the you know straightforward ones. But this is vital. You have to set up alerts. Now, you may, if you're filing your formal trademark application, you decide in step three, yes, I needed to file a trademark application. You'll likely be getting all kinds of solicitations and advertisements from businesses that are going to help you monitor your trademark. Please do not sign up for any of these unless you talk with an attorney you know, like, or trust. Many of them are scams. Most of them are completely ridiculous. You do not need to be paying money for them. Honestly, Google Alerts will likely (laughs) keep you plenty informed, all right? This is how when I had my one of my own trademarks, Vujade Law, 
back in 2010, 2011, this is how I knew when the law firm in Switzerland started using the same name. And it was because of a Google alert that I found out that the LinkedIn profile had been created. I was able to stop what I was doing, take action, and nail down my own trademark. So that is why we do these in order. We go with step one. We keep our good idea and our name to ourselves while we're doing our homework, which is happens in step two. That's the alerts that we're setting up now. All of the work that you put in on step two in terms of searching, that now gives you exactly what the best Google alerts are that you're going to set up. Step three was all about securing. So you know right now whether you don't need to pursue a legal trademark or whether this is the right time for you to pursue a legal trademark and exactly how to go about doing that. That is why now in step four, when we're ready to share this, we set up those Google alerts so that as you're talking about it, as your business is growing, you have alerts set up to let you know, oh, well, look at that. Someone else just popped up on the radar and they're using the same exact name. Because if you are pursuing legal formal registration, you have to raise this brand name, which means you have to send proper legal notifications to people to cease and desist. Okay, that means that if you see someone and they're using your name, you have to tell them to be quiet. You have to monitor this. That is just a requirement when you own this legal property. It is a trademark. It is a company asset. And it's really important that you protect it. So those are really the two key pieces that you take as you are sharing your name. You add the TM behind your name, you use your name consistently, you set up Google alerts. You also now have a trademark attorney that you know, like, and trust that is helping you and guiding you and that you can reach out to when you have questions. And that is how you brand like an attorney. I really hope that you have enjoyed this four-part series. I am happy to answer questions. You can send me a message directly via this podcast. You can also send me a message on Instagram. I enjoy answering these questions. And there are times that there is a specific nuance that you might not know to even be aware of. There might be an easy way to make your trademark stronger. There may be an easier way to avoid one entirely. Sometimes that is the right decision to make. But either way, it is vitally important as you are building this business, as you're building your brand, as you are working towards name recognition, that you are protecting what in a lot of ways is holding the brand. Now, that is not to say that if there's a misstep, if something doesn't go perfectly according to S4 branding, which sometimes it doesn't, that's why law exists. Like I have said before, law is 
cleanup crew. We come behind when there have been unintended consequences or things didn't go right, and we try to fix it. And you can rebrand. You can start over. All of those decisions need to have the guidance of a trademark attorney. Please don't try to guess at this on your own because you might be overlooking a really easy, inexpensive, comparatively speaking, solution. So that is what I have for you today as we wrap up S4 Branding, how to brand like a lawyer. And please, if you missed the first three episodes, go back catch up on them. They are so incredibly important. And the trademark guide, which is, I believe, 19 pages or so, has all of the flowcharts. It walks you through exactly what you need to do and when you need to do it. And most importantly, it allows you to answer the questions. It'll ask you a question and then you have an option. Is this yes or is this no? Depending on how you answer it, that sends you down a different path. And that is why law is beautiful. It's why it has such an incredible design element. And I find so many similarities between the incredible craft that you are participating in. You have the specifics, you have the glue, and you have the lashes, and you have your tweezers, but there is such an element of design and craft and sophistication in how you use those pieces. And that is what I personally love and respect and appreciate about the law. The law itself is pretty basic. It has the same elements. It has lashes, it has glue, it has tweezers. Metaphorically speaking, of course, But it's how you're able to use those basic parts, how you're able to use trademark laws and how you're able to use contracts and how you're able to use smart decision making to really make the law blend into what you're doing, especially when it comes to your branding. Now, I'm not your lawyer, so please always do your research, talk to your attorney, and get the specific guidance based on your facts and circumstances. I want to educate you about the legal implications of your business decisions because every business decision has a legal impact and we want them to be positive. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. There is a full-length legal masterclass available on demand at lashinglegally.com. Until next week, where we'll dive into another topic directly related to helping you navigate the legal issues in your lash business so you can protect what you are working so hard to build.